Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their inceptions to their current pop culture incarnations. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined today by Leonard. How's it going, Leonard? It's going fine, Dave. It's uh, Friday uh, on my end, and I am uh, ready to talk about some uh, giant robots and monsters and get my weekend started. How about yourself? Well, I'm glad it's the weekend. It's it's also Friday. The only time it's not is when we have Cameron on board uh, because he's several hours ahead. Um, unfortunately, he's very, very under the weather right now. And so if everyone could send him their well wishes, that would be appreciated by, by all of us and certainly by Cameron. Um, he'll be back probably next week. We will see. Um, just really depends on how he's feeling. Yes. But yeah, we are we are here to resume uh, after a couple weeks, I think, our coverage of Season 2 Pacific Rim The Black. And we'll be discussing Episodes 3 and 4, which if you're just mainlining the whole series, it's Episodes 10 and 11 because it's it's technically just one one big show what one shot yeah it's good to be back with these these little goofy kids i'm i'm watching these like as we not as we record literally but on the same day usually just so it's fresh in my mind uh because otherwise the episodes blend together there's not a lot uh, going on that's differentiating them um up until episode four actually yes yeah, surprise! The show decided to have some uh, some stuff happen. The ending of season one was uh, interesting because there were fights and revelations, and then the first two episodes of season two were kind of just set up. Yeah, and and really the same for season uh, season um, episode three and one, two, and three form like a prologue of yeah. this season and kind of just start to kick everything off and begin to unravel the plot seeds that were being planted at the end of the first season uh, with boy and with the sisters of the Kaiju who kind of just mysteriously stood on high rises and cliff faces making weird prophecies Yes. Uh, yeah, they organization 13 all over the place for the yeah. like final three minutes of the end of season one. And then, uh, you know, uh, used a trick tick trap <laughs> to to kick off the plot of the second season. Yeah, we get the the introduction of the kaiju tick, which I don't were they in the movies? Maybe they I don't were walking so. around or something, but I don't think they like. I don't think so. It, yeah. it honestly, it really feels like kind of like a recanon and like reappropriation of the weird um, Cloverfield fleas from Cloverfield. Yeah, those were <laughs> bad. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, yes, so is the tick, the kaiju tick. Uh, the clover-filled fleas and the kaiju ticks, they're all bad. All all parasitic things in media that involves giant things are not great. 
No, I, I would probably give the edge to the Cloverfield fleas because if you get bitten, you explode. Yeah. Into well, of course. Chunks. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, off screen, but still just real nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that until you brought back <laughs> memories. Our boyhood. Right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Cloverfield's fun. You want to watch that. Just maybe not the um, uh, weird outer space sci fi one. Yeah. Not so great. Uh, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Back start with the, start with Cloverfield Lane. I that that's the, that's yeah, my ten Cloverfield Lane. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Pacific anyway, Rim back to <laughs> kaiju ticks, and in this case, there's not there's not only kaiju ticks, but there's hybrid kaiju ticks that only feed on hybrid kaiju, like boy. Yes. Who's um, who's who's in it bad because he he's he's now become a prop. Well. To be fair, he was always a prop. He was um, a motherly prop for Haley, who um, the show felt needed to give her something to do, which was uh, be paternal towards a weird uh, kaiju hybrid. Uh, <laughs> but now he's super sick, and everyone—not everyone. Uh, mm, not everyone she wants to <laughs> save his life as we discussed in the last uh Pacific Rim the Black episode uh they went to a uh weird hermit who studies kaijus named the Bunyip man who lasted less than an episode uh, and uh only really helped facilitate the Scooby gang into a Jaeger murder canyon. <laughs> Again, they just they sideline the fun characters real, real fast. Yep. Um, but I mean, I guess that makes them more charming. They only get they get the shine briefly, but oh so brightly. Oh, are we uh, uh, Elton John, Candle in the Wind, Princess Diana, all of these characters? Not on purpose, but I guess <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Yeah, well, they they get herded um, into a the, yes the the murder tunnel, and it is uh, delightfully decked out in wreckage of uh, past Jaegers yes. that are uh, they're just sort of stuffed into the wall. They look like they were like melded to it. I mean, they're not obviously, but it reminds me of the colonists from aliens how they've been kind of like fused to the wall as yeah as xenomorph incubators i mean we don't get that kind of like visceral to do uh, afterwards but that's a that's a pretty good pull it's it's creepy because you get to sort of uh because of loa we're spending way more time with uh, atlas destroyer so inside of a jaeger than the franchise has kind of done so far Mm -hmm. and so it's given its own character a bit yes i think think like aside from loa there's a lot of pictures of it or not pictures but it's um some still frames i guess of it just kind of like sitting just Mm -hmm. in repose uh, or we see it leisurely jogging uh, across uh, australia and because it's being piloted by two 
doesn't really matter if they're kids, but two pilots, they're using it as like a surrogate body extension. Yes. Well, yeah. It, as you do with with Jaegers in general, given the way they operate. <laughs> yeah, it's just extension of the body. But that makes it its own sort of just larger body. It's like a pocket dimension that you also get to control via bodily autonomy. Yeah. My point being that like it feels more like a character in its own right, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's not moving on its own. Right. But yeah, it's, it's because of that, um, seeing all of the destroyed or at least um, decommissioned Jaegers like jammed to the wall gives it, it's like a, it's a very horror, sci-fi horror kind of feeling. Um, right. And it's dark. I, I guess it would have been probably scary in the daytime too, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nighttime. They, they were funneled into this, this very obvious trap at night um, because they're kids they don't plan. They just want to do. Haley's super obsessed with getting boy some sort of treatment. So it doesn't matter that they're showing up at like 10 p.m. Australian time. The fact that they know that this is the beginning of the the sisters uh, realm of influence, their zone. Territory. Yeah, that too. Uh, it's the the entrance to the sister's territory, which they didn't know it was the entrance, but they now know that this is like that place, which is right next to Bunyip Man's little enclave. It's just weird. Doesn't seem like he'd set up there, but it he kind of was just where the kaiju were. I think it, it almost feels like this is where he set up and then the sisters set their territory up right adjacent to him because he provided them access to um, a lot of kaiju. Yeah, it could be. We don't get a real good hard timeline on nope. when stuff's set up and when things are happening. It's been going on for a while. Uh, we have at least... 10 years? No, six. Six to 10 years where the kids are go from smaller babies to like teenagers. <laughs> right. To late teenager. Mm, no, a late mid, teenager mid, to mid, a mid teenager. Yeah, <laughs> teenagers. Um, and that being the case, everything being nebulous, but it it works out fine because we're often just in the viewpoint of um the 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 Travises. so they don't know what's going on uh and that's a nice touch to where when they get information when it's like exposition it it's informing them and then informing the audience um uh, by proxy right so it doesn't feel like spoon feeding because it's like the kids need to know stuff too yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not aware of all the ins and outs of the world, so they have to discover the things along alongside with the audience. Yeah, and that that works fine in like this scenario. Like, I don't really, I don't mind the little like drips of knowledge. I kind of don't want to know the specifics, mm-hmm. but having some idea of kind of just a general stuff happened, and here's kind of what 
the the fallout of that was is that works. Right. Yeah. So they they get funneled through. Um, there's a little trippity trap that the sisters have set up um, with some like active uh, motion detectors uh, on all of the uh, ensconced um, Jaegers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it blares some some klaxons to it's you know it's the old um can can on a wire yes exterior of the camp um, it, it it's it's the patches cave of of yeah. uh, the elden ring patches cave of of pacific rim the black <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah they they take care of that and make their way through the canyon kind of opens up a little bit and there's this great just it's a metal scraps on fire and it just spells out the boy or the child one of the yeah it's yeah it's the boy yeah the boy that's all it it says so (laughs) it's it's very mad maxi oh yeah yeah, it's perfectly honest which is appropriate given the setting of the series yeah, the kids just like opt to ignore it and they just kind of literally blow through it um with Atlas Destroyer and uh, are are stopped a few I don't know, hundred meters later. They don't get very far um before they get in a kaiju proximity alert. Um but it's also an unknown or unclassed um type of kaiju that's not in Loa's system. And so we get this uh fantastic uh weird 3d rendering of it but it's it's just her radar bouncing off of it trying to map it yeah she doesn't have it on file it's it's explicitly indistinct yeah it's good uh good spooky stuff um mostly because they they shut down their active systems to like not alert it further and it just kind of it stands shoulder. It, it comes from behind them. Stands shoulder to shoulder. It's looking out at wherever, and then it just kind of like wanders off. But it does all this very slowly. It's the feeling of like if you're in a bathysphere or something, and a shark just yeah, up yeah. And then goes past you, and yeah. you're like everyone's holding their breath. So it's that really good tension. Um, it's a good moment, uh, and, and it's executed really well because even though they show it passing by in the show. Um, it's also so close and so indistinct that uh, the viewer doesn't understand what they're looking at exactly. Yeah, you're you're only getting snippets of it, and then the the kids um, they they're getting like the three D rendered bits, but it's so close that they're just seeing like blue blops <laughs> yeah. like going past them. So it's it's a good effect. It, it works really well, um, and uh, apparently it also had a, a hitchhiker. And one of the sisters was guiding that um, strange kaiju hybrid and wrecked uh, one of their motor control piston things. Whatever, it's a weird place to put it, but apparently on the top of the head uh, is the actuator to control the arms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, all, it, it does all have to come through the neural link um, from the drifting pilots into the machinery. So, it's, yeah, I guess it's just situated there. 
I don't know. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> you're not you're not a Jaeger engineer, Dave? I am not. Um, but maybe they put it up there because uh, generally the things are so tall that like a, a normal saboteur not riding on a kaiju uh, wouldn't really be able to like access it. And it's small enough that a kaiju punching you isn't going to hit that little spot. Right. So, but it's there and it, it, it gets blown and um, they're just walking around with uh, dead arms. Um for a bit. And uh, and that and that sets up the drama for the episode. <laughs> yeah, cuz on the um the hatch uh, or like next to the little control hatch thing is carved the child like scored yes. into the metal. So it's a the second reminder that um the the sisters want what they got. They want a boy. Boy. Um, so yeah, there's an argument uh, with Tyler, Haley, and Mai about giving the sisters boy for safe passage to their territory. Uh, Haley obviously is not into that idea. Tyler is super gung ho about like, listen, you want him to live, right? Well, they can heal him. Uh, we should just do a. We should. Uh, we should. Dormammu. I've come to bargain <laughs> with, with with this child. And Mai's kind of dismissive about everybody's idea, which I think is kind of interesting. She's like, "Yeah, this is everybody. None of you have like any good ideas about this." Like, the sisters don't bargain. They'll just take what they want. But, and we also just can't get through their territory if we want to run it. So, you know, we're kind of screwed. And I'm irritated that I have to listen to you two argue about it. Yeah, she has no attachment to Boy. um, But at the same time, she's fully aware and trying to make... Uh, Taylor also aware that boy is their bargaining ship. Like yes. the, only, the only thing that's keeping them from being attacked is the sisters want boy whole. Right. And he's inside the Atlas destroyer. So they're kind of protected. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. Yeah. Haley makes the argument of like, why would they poison him if they want him? And, and of course, I'm just like, it, it's it, because because you bring him here, right? Because they're literally the only ones that can solve the problem. So that yeah. that's why <laughs> there was another, but that didn't work out so well. Right? Yeah, they took they took care of the other contingency <laughs> in 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 the situation. Yeah, so they're they're faced with that dilemma, and they've been on the run for several days. So they're they're not only making like silly decisions, but they are sleep deprived. And um, Taylor does point that out, going, "Hey, you know, we all need some sleep because we're we haven't slept in a few days, and we've been running." Right. So that's that's fair, um, but. He uses that as an excuse to, uh, while the the girls guards down, he just takes boy and 
leaves and then just drops him off with the sisters and it's like hey you got what you wanted just let us go uh, we'll be on our way to blue yeah yeah he he uses the sleep deprivation as a a feint to um you know uh give away the child <laughs> Yeah, like he didn't think he didn't think that went through either. But again, he's sleep deprived and just forgot conveniently that fact. Right. Well, I uh, he's so single. He's so single mindedly focused on getting to Sydney because he is utterly convinced that everything went well for his there, he and Haley's mother and father. That like, oh, once we get Sydney, it'll it'll save it'll it'll all the things will will be resolved and we'll all be fine once we get there. Yeah, and it's the weirdest. Like, yeah, you have to have some hope um, in these kind of situations, but they have no proof. They've got nothing. Nope. Um, the last bit of proof they had blew up. Right. Well, yeah. The, the yeah. The <laughs> when when they saw the message from their mom and dad, uh, it was in a Jaeger that had been uh, almost completely destroyed. But you know, they had to have, uh, as as George Michaels once said, uh, faith that uh, they they made it to Sydney. Yeah, you you gotta have faith. Um, <laughs> and and the the thing is, they found that Jaeger, and it's whatever the six to ten years later, it's just been sitting there. Like that happened roughly after they were left in a little camp, right? And they've had no word since then. Um, that's a long time. There's, yeah, there's, there's very few things that can happen to one's parents in that time that would prevent them, especially these particular parents that were Jaeger pilots, um, from coming back um, when they said, "Hey, we're going to go get some help." Uh, so the the odds are not in their favor um, for Sydney being the place to go. Exactly. Although, if anyone knew what had happened to their parents, um, one way or the other, Sydney's probably the best bet. So it's kind of a, you know, that's all they got. <laughs> right. Sydney. Well, means. well, Sydney and the uh, only other person who might have an idea um, is currently riding around in his uh, branded vehicle hunting oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> blue, blue bogan yeah oh so good um yeah so that's pretty much most of that episode um it, they, it, they they do get into a fight because uh once again tyler's a big dummy and uh surprise the sisters don't bargain yeah. and immediately send jaegers after them after he's managed to repair the the part on on the jaeger that controls the arms yeah they send five um hybrid kaiju um after Atlas Destroyer, and it's a it's a great because uh, the sisters are they control them, but it's not um, 
not as a Jaeger is controlled by its pilots. It's more a general, like, go do the thing somehow. It's it, it's interesting because it's all, like, via, like, group invocation. Because yeah. during this, this fight sequence, they're just uh, repeatedly invoking kind of, like, this mantra... Uh, to get the uh, and and it, it really does appear that that it's to um, you know facilitate the kaiju's attack on Jaegers without the the words being very specific. There's a lot of ichor and a lot of it. it, it it's yeah, it's like b- bone blood destruction. Yeah, we want to turn into ichor. Like I, I don't, I don't mean to be uh, dismissive, uh, but it is like, like explicitly witchy kind of invocation stuff. It's a chant. Yes, they're, they're just they're chanting, and it's a general supplication. Yes, there we go. Yeah, they're they're praying to the. I mean, extra dimensional oh, aliens yeah, that created the kaiju <laughs> through the dimensions somehow to the kaiju dimension and saying hey we like we like the cut of your jib we want destruction come to the world and destroy it oh look there's some of your minions are here um let them run wild you know it's not like a direct hey go get those guys and you Mo, go do this. You know, if they're not doing that, it's more just attack them. Yes. <laughs> attack. And then there's no further command. The, there is a part of me that kind of desperately wishes that they're actually just play, uh, praying to Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he's, he's kaiju-brained and just... I can... I can ride the mental wave or whatever. I've linked. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody they linked you. Like it's they played you. Yeah, surprise you got played. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. And that's basically what uh, we can kind of infer with what's going on with the sisters as the f- further episodes will kind of get into um but yeah there's a big big battle royale oh but what i meant to say was that they're doing the old like we got five guys versus one but we're just gonna send one at a time maybe two (laughs) you know they're not they're not all they're coming from different parts of the little canyon so they're not all right there and and it it feels it it feels like it's weird, but it feels so far from what we've seen with the sisters. It feels on brand, which is they're not about like tactical, overwhelming like numbers. It's about causing as much distress and dismay as possible. So yeah, we're going to just send them one after the other until you're all beaten and broken because yeah. you know we they they want they want May and Haley to add to their numbers. They don't care about Tyler, um, but 
it, it feels like psychological warfare more than just nuking them from orbit. Oh yeah, for sure. They they have to be aware that the um, the Jaeger systems like has a range, mm-hmm. and every time they're like, okay, yeah, can we can we celebrate now? We beat one of them. It's like beep beep. Oh nope, another guy, another signal coming. Oh no, three signals. You know, it's like yeah, that's that's more disheartening than just right. like, oh, there's five things coming right at us. What are we exactly? You know, and they're and they're flustered and they're tired and um, they're mad at each other. So <laughs> there's a lot going on, and so that's, that's making them far less an effective fighting team because you have to be like perfectly in sync to do the uh, drift. Right. I kind of appreciate the fact that like everyone is mad at at Tyler when he makes his real dumb uh, leader decision to give up boy. Like Haley, <laughs> yeah, because Haley's like, you betrayed me. That's not what I wanted. And Mai's like, that's really strategically stupid. I also think you're an idiot. And oh, it didn't even work. Like the thing that you wanted to have happen didn't even happen because they're going to kill us anyway. Because I told you that boy was our bargaining chip. Yeah, so this... It doesn't. Um, it doesn't go as well as it. Well, I mean, it really couldn't go well. Um, <laughs> it doesn't go well. No. Uh, however, uh, the blue bogan uh, has arrived. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and, and Shane and Spider uh, are just like creeping. They're just doing the creep. And somehow running. in this big loud car, yeah, <laughs> apocalypse car. You know, we don't know, but they're just rolling up in um uh they will they kill two sisters and just like take a third as a bargaining chip. Yeah, conveniently. Hey, considering what happens yeah. considering what happens in the next episode, it's real super convenient that the last one that they decided to just unmask is not any of the two that they killed. Yeah, it it's hmm, I think it's bad writing. It, it yeah, it it is in fact bad writing <laughs> but it's it's fine because like stuff's happening and i was like yeah. oh it, uh, it works i guess we'll get into that next episode yep shortly um really shortly because that this is the <laughs> that ends the episode three is they they do the unmasking and then they like shane makes a face which is great because he's usually really composed Mm-hmm. and he just like what i was really surprised that we like the the revelation came as quickly as it did because they do the thing where the characters see the thing that the audience doesn't and it's like what and i'm like oh wow really we're gonna we're gonna drag this out and then like Two literally later. three minutes later it's like yeah. surprise Oh yeah, here's here here's the big reveal, and you're going. I mean, okay, but you could have put that on like the beginning of next episode. I don't know. I would have like faded to black or credits when Shane was like. Huh? 
So I I don't dislike this series. I think it's got a lot of interesting ideas. I think it can expand on like the overall universe of Pacific Rim pretty interesting, but it none of the stuff is given none of the important plot points are given nearly enough time to breathe in my opinion yeah and i think what we're running into is uh we're getting specific directors like shifting between episodes right so it's it's the same i think screen right no not even the screenwriters it's um it's different writers and different directors like almost every episode yep so really i think it's a that that it's as cohesive as it is um speaks to whatever they were doing in their writing you know it's not no one's just doing this by themselves it's collaborative efforts of course for all all of these things but um you you can't tell really there's no like signature it doesn't feel like um like an anthology where you know where you have a bunch of directors working on a theme right i kind of almost like animatrix not <laughs> right not specifically animatrix but um something like the, like an animated um, anthology or a live action doesn't matter um this doesn't have that hallmark so i don't know what the benefits are of having different directors do like what's the point yeah exactly like it's you would be better served i would think to do you know one overall director and then just do the whole series so it's cohesive mm-hmm. agree because, because there is tonal shifts there's like weird like it doesn't do as much now but early on it really did when uh the exploding walkie-talkie happens and then what one and a half episodes later uh the scooby gang are dancing to a jukebox in an old abandoned like tgi fridays yeah (laughs) yeah well then then just going from the pilot episode i mean we called it out multiple times but in the pilot episode when the guy just like it just steps on people and then like you see them they they yeah they had they yeah they had star wars prequel deaths where it's very nice and clean (laughs) yeah they're just they were stepped on and they just oh no they just fell asleep right and then for two episodes later you get like blendered yeah dude just gets freaking monched and jetted out through a kaiju gills just like i did not expect that so yeah tone and pacing happens when you start switching writers and directors between every single episode right um i haven't felt like this has felt more cohesive like these last couple because nothing's happening right is I like the the bonus because they're just doing background plot kind of right like these two episodes the ones that we're covering today actually felt significantly more cohesive and i think it's only by virtue of the fact that stuff is actually happening like narrative plot stuff is actually happening yeah i think so too uh so yeah we we danced around it more than the show did but um the sister that is um captured by shane ends up being Haley and taylor's mother it's it's surprise it's hey guess what it was actually surprising i was like oh i didn't expect them to like 
go into this uh, this early or go this direction with this, to be perfectly honest. Given what the show's doing, it was a surprise. Unfortunately, doing what we do, um, podcasting on this, uh, I'm relying on like the episode synopsis. Uh, little wikipedia is just to refresh myself of what the events are mm-hmm. and you know it only takes whoops i scrolled a little too far and oh yeah okay that was their mom okay that spoiled myself oh yeah <laughs> watching the the first two episodes yeah i just uh i just yeah because i only go as far as as the episodes that i've watched synopsis so i was completely yeah. unspoiled if it wasn't a like a you know it's on my phone so you oh, just right. bump it and it like whoops that went too far that or if you accidentally i think it shows it on the netflix um little synopsis. synopsis things too so if you just click on that on accident and go oh i didn't want to I just wanted to go to the next episode. Anyway, um, yeah, it's no, it wasn't expected. I I saw that, but I wasn't going like, oh, you know, I didn't like dwell on it. I just was like, I guess I'll see how that pans out because I didn't mm. look at it further than that. Just seemed like the that it was a thing. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. I was okay. I was okay with it um, as it was happening mm-hmm. until I stopped to go like. But if it was a real dumb and dumber moment, like, yeah, what if he shot you in the head? Like, <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. In the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 the plot armor that just happened to, to, you know, the coincidence that was like, oh, we killed the other two. But yeah, you... or that she was there at all or that she's not the blue one. Well, to be fair, the blue one is the one that's in charge. That's why she's blue. Yeah, but it could have been their mom. It's been years. Yeah, it actually kind of, you know, it it would have. I would have liked so, that more. Well, right. It would have made it like it would have been more narratively satisfying. Yeah. If she's just like minion F. There's their sister, their, sister Q. Right. There are aspects of this that like really make me think about um the sci-fi series farscape and like how yeah how characters would come and go and have their own motivations and would like betray everyone and that's what this felt like it was like and now we have a new unstable element added to this group Let's see how this plays out. But it's it once again because it just kinda happens and there's yeah. no they just really loved um Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. This is real real um seven of nine vibes. Yeah. And 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 also Or any <laughs> it's a trope. It is it it it's super tropey. Yes. So I guess we should get into the episode yeah. because the episode does some really cool stuff that I actually really like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shane rolls up and he's like, guess what kids? I got your mom. <laughs> like, yeah, what? exactly. Right. Um, and it took me a minute to go like, how the hell did he know? Oh yeah. He was totally drifting with Taylor. 
And also, he also indicated that they, he knew their parents before. Did he? I, it's yeah, been a while he, since I he, saw the first he, he, Yeah, he was pretty explicit of, like, I knew your parents uh, before, um, you know, I set up Bogan and became, like, a gross arms dealer jerk. Yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that. I think it's because he knew Atlas Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his parents, their, their parents were, like, no, not the top, but they were rolling around doing a lot of stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, not that he should have, you know, that's a real weird pull. It's been a few years and she's messed up. So the fact that he recognized her at all was already like a, a feat. Well, she's, she's not as messed short. up as she could be. Because, yeah. Some of them, you know, from the human anymore. Right. Yeah. Because we're setting up those human kaiju hybrids again. Yep. Um, yeah. So he's like, "Hey, it's it's your mummy," and they're flipping out. And I mean, the kids, the kids are like, "Mother, recognize us!" And she's got kaiju blood. Yes. And kaiju blood filled her eyes. That's the worst part. I don't like to look at her blue, blue um, sclera. Mm. It's weird. That that doesn't bother me nearly as much as like, uh, or like as, rotting fingers. Well, it's not even rotting. It's literally just like, uh, hey, holding them. Yeah, like we've like by even like ingesting, infusing. Um, it, it, once again, hey, guess what, listener? This is this is Leonard's time to like Lovecraft it up. It's just it just feels very Lovecrafty of like taking in this part of this foreign thing, and it, then it subsumes who you actually are as a person. Oh yeah, they don't. Um, she's not coherent. Yeah, she's, she's feral. Like, yeah, hive minded kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the kaiju is a hive mind exactly um, but they're not like it's weird i don't they, they, there's some kind of autonomy that they're afforded but it, it's not um, it's hard to explain like her, her personality's been subsumed yes but she's not like we are the kaiju sisters you know it's not doing that right She's just more like, you're in trouble now. Oh, it's almost as if it's like a safeguard to, because it, it is hive mind be, but like they're uh, the, the members of the sisters of the Kaidru are our individual and adroit enough that it's like, we couldn't introduce a logic bomb to them that would destroy the collective. Yeah. It just would get, one or two cells. Exactly. Yeah. Is what it seems like. So uh the whole bargain goes down and the the idea is the kids will um take they will drive Atlas Destroyer back to Bogan and Shane will get that in exchange for him um memory not memory um, drifting. Like, yeah, doing his special drift yeah um, I, so i thought that they were going to go back to bogan and he would use his weird giant mnemonic cobbled together looking thing 
Mm-hmm. No, he could just do it with any kind of drift system. Yeah. Because he's super special and important because he's Shane. That's the reason that he runs the entire rolling caravan that is Bogan. Yeah, and um, like Spider, him, his number one dude, um, is all in on that. Like, yep. like yeah, Shane, Shane can do it. He's He's Shane. Like, that's all he needs to go on. It's Shane. Like, why are you questioning it? <laughs> like, it's if he said it, it's just going to happen. Um, look at that car. Just saying. Yeah, the Shane Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have a car like that unless you got skills. The Bogan Special. That's right. Um, <laughs> so uh, instead, no, they, they just on the spot seeming to me very dangerous because they didn't leave the sisterhood territory they're just right there well you know they took care of the the other two there yeah whatever it doesn't (laughs) seem safe anyway they they all carry the mom insensate up to the drifty pod whatever the cockpit that has the drift machines in it um and they they'll suit her up, and Shane also jumps in, and then Loa, of course, is. If you do this, you know what will happen if you drift with a kaiju mind, and Shane's like, "Yep, got it," and no worries. He he literally says, "Shut up, bot." Yeah. I think <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he's just like zip it, and uh, May has been screaming at him the whole time because she's upset at her foster father for wiping her mind and making her a mercenary child and blo- warrior. And, and blowing up her friend. And blowing up her friend. She was also <laughs> mad about that. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of a lot of issues um, that she has with him and they're all justified because he's not a good or not a good dude. Um, yep. But he... A, a, you know, a deal's a deal, and he's gonna go do the the drift meld and try to dig out whatever humanity's left inside of her uh, uh, the mother's um, brain pan. Yeah, Brianna. There we go. Yeah, I was I was just <laughs> awesome to look for. I was like, what's her name? Um, yeah. It, uh, Brina. That's what it is. Brina. Is it Brina? Okay. Yeah. So it, I liked the sequence. This is probably my favorite bit that's happened, I think, maybe in the whole show. Yeah. I, I absolutely 100% I, agree with this. Like, I don't like Shane because no. you're not supposed to like Shane. So mm. d- uh, that's good. Like, he's a good character. He's complex. Yeah. He's not like, oh, he's not just a bad guy. He's got, he's not a good guy, but he's got a lot of stuff going on. So he's, he's, he's entertaining. Um, And to see him when he's been like pretty much in control of whatever's happening most of the time, you know, and there's a few setbacks, he just, shoots it or takes care of whatever it is himself. Mm-hmm. 
which is what he's doing now. He just he rode off in the blue bogan to go take care of the problem because he's not going to like entrust like every time he entrusts something to one of his lieutenants like just doesn't work right like i'll just go fix it myself so in this one he's like yeah i'll just go like i've got skills um this is what i do is jack people's heads so i got this and he he goes into the drift and it is a a series of memories but they're all like most of them are very recent like mm-hmm. it's kind of just happened directly to um, Brina, mm-hmm. and it's I'm trying to think what it reminds, it reminds you of, like maybe Inception, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, where if the dreamer's like aware of you or aware that it's a dream, like stuff gets weird, mm-hmm. and that's what happens here, and it's great. So it is. Really fantastic. I I loved it because because what we're dealing with is we're dealing with Brina and we're dealing with the weird sisters of the Kaiju Collective. So these memories are hostile in a it to Shane in a way that's legitimately interesting. Yeah, and it's um it's like a little nerve wracking because he's. Not that he's specifically on a time limit, he kind of is, um, but it's it's an enforced one because he's he's going as he's going through each of the memories, he's like shuttled to different corridors or different doors that open up because mm-hmm. the entire memory is like being eaten um, by kaiju dust. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a pretty quick creeping like malaise, and mm-hmm. he's just. Uh, literally like a step or two ahead of it barely and Um, he's just running through it and um it's great because he's afraid yes and he's just sweating and trying he's just trying to find um brina but he keeps running into her and it's just the sister version yes um who starts talking to him and that those parts aren't they're okay but the the best part is he starts running into static memory, like photograph memories of her with mm-hmm. her family and everything's frozen. And then she'll turn and talk to him and like yep. mock him. And it's, it's so good. It's really good. It's like, yeah, once again, this is like been my favorite part. Like that this specific episode is, has been like my favorite stuff in the, in the series so far, because it's, it's, really evocative and executed really really well when it's it's once again these frozen mem- like frozen moments of time of these memories and then she just turns and she starts doing like her sisters of the kaiju invocation and indicating like you're not you're not getting out of there this is it's it's a done deal you're going to join us yeah, and so eventually he finds a um, the last bastion uh, in in um, Brina's mind, like the last memory that she's been able to like keep locked away uh, yep. from this this encroaching the nothing <laughs> devouring yep. her mind, and um, he he gets her to flee with him 
and they try to run back to the exit, uh, the mind exit to get out of the dream and back into reality from the drift. And then, yeah, they, they don't, it's like a trap. They don't quite make it. And um, they, their feet are getting caught in the, I don't know, it turns you to stone, I guess. Um, But uh, Shane like has one last gasp of strength and, uh, because it's weird drift logic, he's able to just pick Breen up and throw her upward into like uh, the exit. Yeah, it's the exit portal. It's the yeah. it's literally a spiral the spiral one exit portal. <laughs> yeah, it's like shining, shimmery <laughs> vortex. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she she gets out and he just dies. Yep. Um, he flatlines in the drift and um, yeah it's uh, mm, it's weird I, I love the sequence I like the depth that it's giving to Shane but I also don't I feel like it's out of character it if, if, like, he, if he hadn't died Mm-hmm. It, it, he would have just still kept on being Shane. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not, um, uh, it's a weird, like, oh, I'm saving you for, I mean, why? So, so here was my thing coming out of this, and it, it go, it harkens back to the, like, um, like the amount of time that anything's given in the show because there's an aspect of it like it's never spoken it's never even really signposted but it it feels like oh yeah once once upon a time i like i was involved with the jaeger program here in australia you know you your dad and your mom got together but i was I really loved her. It feels like it wasn't given, his character wasn't given enough time to breathe. And if it was, it would have been like a weird love triangle thing. And that like, this is his sacrifice for the woman that he once loved. But because the show is so fast and, and doesn't have that kind of time, it's kind of just shorthanded to the point where it's like, yeah, it just ends up being headcanon. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think if they had, uh, if they were going to go that way and then they had Brina like Shane, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but she doesn't know who he is. (laughs) And, you know, it could, it could have just been like, Oh, he just knew her from afar and saw her again in his mind. I mean, you could have, you, when you're drifting with people, you pick up like parts of them. Right. So he may have just developed an attachment that way through um, Taylor. We, we don't that, know. Right. <laughs> um, but that I think that that's perfectly, that can work because Taylor was getting all kinds of weird stuff from May. You know, but still like, yeah, he was kind of holding that against her though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the oh oh ew. You're an assassin. Gross. Ew ew. My 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 family's noble, and you're a gross assassin. And I'm like, you do realize, like, 
why that's a thing given what Shane does. Never mind, you're not supposed to be likable even though you're somehow the team leader just by virtue of being yeah, the oldest. He's the worst <laughs> of these of these kids. Yeah. Um yeah, no, so Shane sacrifices himself and Brina goes back into the real world and it clears up her her oculars a little. Um she gets her her pupils back. Yes. Because that's what you need to have to be a human. Well, they're the, show. the eyes are the windows to the soul, Dave. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they're still kaiju blue, but they're like, they're clear. Yep. She's conscious. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't do much. That's kind of it. Um, other than May understand like her her relationship with shane is probably the best thing in the show because it's it's so utterly like messed up yes um it's it's built upon a fiction Um, yeah but it's still built upon the years that she spent working with him exactly even if like the beginning part of it was like implanted memories Mm -hmm. um and the fa- like, yeah, Shane, man, the fact that you kept her original brain recording, um, I guess, on uh, like a little memory card, <laughs> yeah, on an SD card, yeah, yeah, um, whatever they have, giant robots. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that he kept it like he was just gonna reinstate her i don't know it's weird it's it's really weird it's really weird and it's kind of creepy i I was about to say it's vaguely unpleasant because it feels like it's real unpleasant every time she keeps going like you're not my father and he's like i always thought of you as a woman you know that's what i was waiting for him to say Mm. Even like it's weird because he's not giving that specific vibe off, but right. given everything else he's done, like it's not a far leap for it to be weirder. It 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 felt to me like he was holding onto it. If things went really bad for her, like like she comes back from a mission and she's completely messed up and totally. And I hate to even use the term like useless to him at this point. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you your old life back. So you like to absolve myself of whatever guilt I might feel about what happened to you. Like, it's not benevolent. No, right. Yeah. I don't see any kind of good angle that he could have had to like hang on to that. Exactly. And then. My dude, the little little Spider-Man, um, he's been cool up, up until he was like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Shane's awesome. And um, he gave me this for safekeeping. And I know exactly what it is, which means I like I'm OK with what he's been doing. I mean, I mean, listen, like, I mean, he's, it, he's it's his, Spider's his number one, like, henchman. So. Right. And you have and, to be on board at a certain point. Um. And like Shane, it isn't a matter of like Shane's been pretending to be this magnanimous, like no, no, no. leader of Bogan. Like, yeah, he, no, he's he gets he's like a tool. Right. Yeah. 
He's not a good dude, and he doesn't pretend to be a good dude. Um, but it's like he's doing altruistic thing. Like he's doing stuff that, in this particular instance, that don't jive with the Shane we've been shown for the whole rest of the series. Exactly. Which once again feels like if this show had had more breathing room, then Shane would have probably been presented as like a ruthless, like, you know, con uh, convoy leader. And also like with moments of like actual altruism, but it is just a matter of, of like, runtime working against characterization yeah and i mean a big part of it is yes he he clearly holds may in like high esteem exactly and not just for what she does but just for her i mean he he for her but he brainwashed her (laughs) into being like a different person so um no points for that my guy like, exactly you don't, you don't get to be oh hey never mind i have you i have all you on backup don't worry um, yeah exactly i didn't make you kill all those people <laughs> well i i you know i i did but like you can have your you can also yeah, like we can reconcile we can well we can innocence. force you to reconcile what i turned you into versus what your life could have possibly been yeah it's not it's not it's a it's weird not thing lit, i don't even think it, it's no, cruel it doesn't it's, even um it's not like it erases what she's done it just exactly. gives her the memories of what you had what she lost exactly which is worse yep <laughs> yeah i don't know my dude chain yeah yeah, I just I don't think that this did him any favors. Him dying, doing this thing. <laughs> no, it didn't. Like I didn't feel bad when it happened. I was just like, oh, that's actually really surprising because I thought he'd be like a like in and out like antagonistic, but also kind of like helpful character for however long the series run. But no, he's yeah. just gone no he's just gone and i um because i think they just had to front load some of their stuff like they just went oh we have to wrap this up and we can't just have shane running off doing whatever um now that he's actively chasing them uh they had to like tie that up with a bow i guess just little neat whoops don't worry about him anymore um and it's like that's mm, Again, another thing where it's like, uh, I want to say also bad writing. Like, yes, as far as it would have been better either had he not come back, uh, or like you know, let let this thing pan out and um, just have him go do his own thing. Like you know, or oh yeah, you now we'll. There's some greater problem, which is, of course, the sisters and the kaiju messiah and all this other stuff that we didn't even look at yet. Um, and then him realizing that, okay, I have my bogan forces and it, it behooves me if I want this control to, like, the sisters are, are against me now. So I can't right. use them um, in my arms, like, dealing anymore. 
Right. So I have to get rid of them. Like yeah, they're more it, of a threat than a partner. It would, it w- yeah, I think it would have been more narratively satisfying if he had survived, gotten out of the drift, um, the mother's fine. And instead of like taking the deal, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to call it even because there are more important things and then drive off in his shame mobile with spider and maybe even give my, the, you know, SD memory card and then leave it at that. Yeah. I wouldn't like, I don't think he would have done that. (laughs) Right. But like hold it. Oh, you know, he's, Again, he's not a good dude, so I can right. see maybe him alluding to the existence that may be such a thing to get her to come back. Yeah. Uh, because I think that's what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this just pan, you know, he, he, he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to look for their mother. Like, that just happened. Yeah, exactly. And then that screwed up whatever he was trying to do. I mean, that gave him some other chip, but obviously that didn't work out. You know, now he doesn't. Now he's dead. Like he yep. doesn't get the he doesn't get the Jaeger. He doesn't get anything. Yeah, and he's abandoned his settlement that he, you know, up until this point uh, indicated was like the most important thing in the universe to him. Yeah. So what I thought, um, because it, you know, um, Spider, he has he got his little hand, and he's like, I, it's, you know, Shane, Shane, you know, he's flipping out because he doesn't. He's like, Shane can't be dead. He's Shane. Um, but he's like, yeah, he gave me, oh, that's like, oh, that makes sense. He gave me this thing, um, for safekeeping. Now that now I realize it's for safekeeping and it's for you. And I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, um, like a leadership badge or the key to the blue bogan, you know, something oh, that yeah. would make her the boss. Of right. Bogan. Yeah. That's what I thought too. <laughs> Cause that would have made more sense for mm-hmm. Shane to do because of how he feels about her, then going, oh, yeah, here's your memory back. Like, yeah. haha, screw you, because now, now you're going to remember all the stuff I made you do, and you get to remember all the stuff that I probably took from you. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. She's, like, the best of the rest of the lot, and so her and Spider could have totally just, like, Mad Maxed it. It would have been cool. Yep. Far more interesting than probably what's going to happen. We'll, we'll <laughs> find out, I guess. Um, I don't know. That's my fan fiction. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's all that happens. Other than um, we get like a, a five minute segment of the sisters um, making a blood bowl to yeah. feed the boy. Yeah, and then yeah, the blue the blue sister with her like way too long nails. That was like go yeah, go, go get those clipped. I was like, oh, I get it. You're the one that doesn't, that barely looks human anymore. Got it. Yeah, there was but she's also, also like the lucid one. Like she's mm-hmm. in control of her mind, probably. Right. There, there was a part of me that was like, oh, man, oh, you're going to feed it to him? I'm like, I think it would have been like better if you just poured it into the tick wound. Yeah, because... I thought they were going to pour it in their like little tick wound, but she just mm-hmm. like walks off with it. Yeah. Because they had to do their their big ritual, their big fancy ritual, the uh, you know, yeah, proselytize so, in front of the yeah. <laughs> the kaiju making aliens yeah. from another dimension. Yeah, 
Well, we'll we'll find out the, the next. I mean, there's only seven episodes, so we'll probably do like five, six, and seven. They're just not enough. Yeah, yeah, we just to do to stretch that anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks, I think. Those. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, just there's stuff going on. So like, look at schedule in my head. Uh. Yeah, so that wraps up uh, episode three and four of. I always want to say Into the Black, the Black, Pacific Rim, the Black, season two. Um, <laughs> you you wanna you you wanna fuse the title of this show into the title of the original theme song from Dragon's Dogma? <laughs> oh, instead of Into the Free, it's Into the Black. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that'll that'll wrap us up for this episode. We will be back next week uh with more Elden Ring. Yes. Um, I don't even know what area we'll talk about. We'll let you know. Yeah, cuz we did what, when we, we did know Ronnie's quest. Oh, yeah, we did Ronnie's you, quest. So it's Khaled. It's yeah, time. It's we'll time just to do, go to Khaled. We'll just do oh, Khaled. Maybe not the, the Dragon Barrow, but the other rest of it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it'll be Caleb, and <laughs> we can all we can discuss all of the Red Main, and I don't know. Well, there's yeah, a lot of Caleb, so all of the area that I see, I am seemingly the only person in existence that didn't have an issue with. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got there a little later, though. No, I got there super early. Oh, yeah, I got there was, earlier yeah. than most. Yeah. I'm just crazy, Dave. That's the problem. Those dogs was biting my head. Yeah, no. I know how to use a horse. I know how to avoid nonsense. Uh, yeah. Horses aren't real. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that'll be next episode. Uh, you can look forward to... Uh, some of us laughing and some of us screaming yeah um, exactly yeah so we'll do our little bit admin and then uh call it a night so leonard where can folks find you on the interwebs yes people can find me online at twitter.com by searching do- at dr faust is dead uh that is my main account that is where i talk mostly about my cats because i am a crazy person with cat poop uh brain parasites uh and if you're interested in uh stuff not related to cat poop brain parasites you can also look at my business twitter account which is at umber Knox productions and if you're interested in video game essays go to youtube and search for dr faust is dead you can find a whole hit, uh, hit, hit host <laughs> hit, yeah hit list host his hist of of video game essays there and if you're looking for stuff that isn't video game related that i make then you can also search youtube for uh at uh for umber Knox productions uh, there are only two videos but hey that's the stuff that i care about i mean i care about all of it but like that's the stuff that i'm really focused in on right now um and dave where can people find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter at sentinel underscore plus, which will be in the show notes as always. 
You can find our wayward and unfortunately ill uh, co-host Cameron on Twitter at night underscore twitten, and that's night without a K. Uh, we are also now affiliated with Fireheart Media. There will be links coming soon for what that entails, and that's pretty much just putting together. They don't they don't do web rings anymore, but if it was a web ring, <laughs> it's that kind of that's. That's us in a nutshell. Uh, We will see you next week. Um, Bye, folks. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.